under the influence of bondages. Bondages will have you text the bishop on Sunday morning and say, well, we're just not going to make it to church. You're under bondage. Oh, what are you talking about? Is there a thief in your house? But did you let him in? I'm beginning a series called Under the Influence. Most of you know I was a police officer many years and I worked on a DUI task force driving under the influence. It was a little hilarious to me, but very serious at the same time. I'd watch the car cross that middle lane, hit the curbage lane, and keep on go back and forth, or I could get behind. I can use all senses to detect DUI. I would smell alcohol come back me through my vents. It's articulable suspicion, enough suspicion to cause a traffic stop to make sure that my senses were correct, detecting some form of alcohol influence. I've had them so intoxicated under alcohol that they said I only had Two beers. I've only drank two. I said, why? Kegs? They couldn't walk. They would stand and lean backwards, trying to stand straight. They didn't know they were under the influence. They thought they were okay. They thought they were okay. Well, they would have never got behind the wheel. They justified because they can't sense what they can't do, thinking they can do. And I would have to take them into protective custody, which was an arrest because of their actions of the influence. To protect our society and keep them from harm, Their body being damaged because of the high level alcohol is breaking down different capillaries and lungs and the brain cells are dying and that's why you get this you call it high guess what it is it's your brain cells dying do you know every time you smoke a cigarette so many thousands of brain cells die do you know it's a proven fact that people that smoke cigarettes cannot retain as much as people that don't. Influence. We justify it because of momentarily there's fun or you call it fun. But what are you hiding? What are you trying to cover? I want to talk today. Is there a thief in your house? But did you let him in? Turn with me to Matthew.
In Matthew, I believe it's 12. I normally preach it out of Mark, but I'm preaching this out of Matthew 12. Now, I'm going to begin in verse 22, but he has verse 28, but I'm going to get to 28, so leave it right there. Verse 22 says, Then was brought unto him one possessed with a devil, blind and dumb. And he healed him insomuch that the blind and the dumb both spake and saw. So this is a demonic possession causing blindness and speechless. I need to do in the future a series of sermons about the acts of demons. There's two types of people that we don't want in our church. We do want in our church. Don't get, get this wrong. But we don't want this attitude or actions to happen is the skeptic don't believe in demons and the other is the ones that are schizophrenic. schizophrenic. They see devils under everything. I chase God. I don't chase demons. Hello? I'm not looking for a devil behind every table at the church. I'm not going to go around calling everybody demon-possessed because they're sad about something. No, they're demon-possessed. But can Christians be demonic-influenced? Yes. But I'm not preaching on that right now. I'm going to be preaching on, is there a thief in your house, but did you let him in? Now, the Lord had me to preach this a while back when I was at Capital City Church of God, and um, I, the Lord kept bringing this to my spirit over and over again. I was actually writing notes for another sermon, and the God kept bringing this back to me. That's why I had Tom says, boy, you're just messing with me bad because I kept changing the notes on him because I had to wait to get to the church because the book that I had uh, certain num- uh, things listed in was here, and I was at home with my Bible, and I was just wondering, and, and I, I didn't have it completely done because God changed that on me in the middle of preparing for the final sermon in another way that I'm going to be preaching about being under the influence. And all the people were amazed and said, Is not this the son of David? But when the Pharisees saw it or heard it, they said, This fellow doth not cast out devils, but by Beelzebub, the prince of the devils. And Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. And if Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How shall then his kingdom stand? And if I, by Beelzebub, cast out devils, by whom do your children cast them out? Oh, hello. Therefore, they 
shall be your judges. But if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, the kingdom of God is come unto you. kingdom of God because God is the one that cast out devils. Folks, if there's a spirit that's been fighting you, you need to get on your feet and give God some praise because I know the one that has the power to make them leave your very self, your very dwelling, and your very life. Can somebody give God some praise in the house of God? He's the one that cast these things away from you. He gives you authority to live by those principles that he cast out devil by God and the kingdom of God has come unto you. Well, I'm afraid of the devil. Get in the kingdom. I said... <laughs> Well, you might say, I'm afraid of a devil. Get in the kingdom of God. For every enemy against the kingdom tonight would go out with full bravery, full honored, with full authority, and all that the, the dominion the kingdom gave him, he could take all force that was necessary to take down the enemy of that kingdom. Can somebody say, I am a child of God. I walk with all authority and dominion, and devils have to flee. By the authority of Jesus, every devil has to flee. Now I'm going to get to my scripture. But if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is come unto you. Or else, how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he will first bind the strong man? And then he will spoil his house. There's a, there's a gentleman in our church that's pretty strong. I smell him from here. No, I'm just kidding. That's an old joke my grandpa used to tell me that. Boy, you strong. I, yeah, I smell you from here. Oh, grandpa. But I've asked Brother Robert, he has no idea what he's about to get into, that, to help me with my, my sermon today. So, Brother Robert, come on, strong man. Come on up here, Mr. Strong Man. How will a thief enter some? Strong man's house and spoil his goods. Do I need to preach about spoil your goods? Do I really need to go there? Your goods more than that 70 inch screen TV. The goods is more than the cans of 
ravioli sitting in your cupboard. How many of you like to pop the top of a can of ravioli and just don't even heat it, just grab a fork? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you take that can of tuna, you get it open, and you drain it, boy, and all at once you just get you some mayonnaise, and you throw you some right in the can and just go to eating it. You know, you take a chip out of the Dorito bag in the public like this. At home, you're like, I mean, you got to have crumbs all over you. You said, you the popcorn? Oh, Lord, have mercy on that. Here you are at the movies. Not me. I mean, I look like a chick monk in a harvest field. Man, my jaws are just sticking out left and right. You know what I'm talking about. That ain't the goods I'm talking about. He wants to spoil your goods. What's your goods? A man that findeth a wife findeth a, a good thing. Come on. A man that's righteous leads his house well. Let me tell you something. Her faith and her trust is in a husband that serves God. You want to understand what the devil's after? He's after the really good things in your house. It's the children that rises up and call you blessed. It's a good thing. It's your children that go with you to church, not fighting against you, but wanting to go with you. It's children that's getting up and praising God in our skits in our church, singing in a praise team. That's the good things that the devil is trying to destroy. Y'all gonna help me preach? Unless he first bind the stone. I said this story. I'm going to bring it out again because it goes with this message. Back when I was evangelizing, the pastor would ask me if I would go with him to go visit a family. We drove up to his house, and we looked back there. I mean, we looked uh, back up in the driveway and back in the field there where big old piece of land. They got a big old nice house. Driveway is forever. And there's about five cars in the driveway. I said, well, are they having some kind of funeral? Nope, that's how many cars they have. So we finally make it to the door and knock on the door. Nobody's answering. But there's something I learned to do back when I was a policeman. Don't you stand right in front of a door. So you back off of the sidewalk and you stand back and wait. That way you can see the blinds. Beep. Beep. It's called the V blinds. They were straight, now they're in a little V. <laughs> oh no, the preacher and that, that evangelist is here. Ding dong, ding dong. <laughs> How you doing, Brother Robert? All right. <laughs> he said, well, they're all their cars are here. I said, well, maybe they're around the back. He said, I don't know. They got a big old, back, big old black dog back there to eat you up. I said, no, I'll stay on this side. 
But I said, they home, they're picking through the blinds. So after a while, they finally come to the door because he's persistent. <clears throat> and the peach potpourri knocks you down. I mean, I think that they went down to Georgia, bought 500 cases of peaches. Uh, they, they, they put them in the, 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 the thing, the hydrator, and they, they, they sucked all of the juice out of it, put it in a can, and they just took all 500 cases and slung it through the house right before you walked. Wonder why they needed that kind of smell. Wonder why it was covering up. They invite you in. And the TV's on, TBN. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you accidentally, on purpose, pick up the remote control and hit last. Let's put that back on TBN real quick. That HBO show I don't want. Hello? Some of you will pay $200 a month to have everything on the TV has to offer to come through into your living room, but you won't give the church $2 to keep the light bill on. All I can say is, if I get on your toes, I'm sorry, I meant to get your kneecaps. Because if I get your kneecaps, you'll get in an altar and kneel and God to get your heart. Those big packages give you these 900 series, a bunch of music that I don't listen to. I like that, that commercial, quit cable, quit TV. <laughs> but as we come in and all at once... On the coffee table, there's this perfectly square, clean spot. There's a light bit of dust all around it, but right there in the middle of the coffee table, most beautiful, clean, square spot, about the size of a family Bible. And then there's the family Bible opened up to Chronicles. He begat and they begat and those begat. I said, oh, you're studying the lineage of the Bible, huh? Sitting on the family chair. They ain't been reading the Bible because most people don't do that. Then you say, you know, I'm a little thirsty. I'm starts walking over to the refrigerator and you go up in the refrigerator. Oh, I And then you see a magazine sticking out from underneath the cushion of the couch. Oh, what you been reading? Oh, no, no, we'll get that. You know that there's people that will get the newspaper for one reason? What do you think it is? You're reading demonic messages by reading horoscopes. In other words, if you've been reading them, ask the Lord to forgive you. Take that bondage off of you. Because the Lord, he said, my plans for thee are good, not of evil, to an expected end. He said there's promises that he wants to give you. He's going to open up his promises. What? New and fresh every day. A yes and amen. 
Folks, you don't need some horoscope in a paper to tell you what your day's going to be like. God's already written your days in the prints, the blueprints of glory. I won't even get close to them. Now, the funny papers, that's the educational part. Well, what kind of bondage, if he's going to steal your, your love to your wife, if he's going to steal your marriage, if he's going to steal the sanctity of your home, if he's going to steal the, the, the obedience of your children, he's got to bind you first. So here we go. He brings out, it looks pretty, you know, everything. 
this is uh, Sunday night and Saturday night. He's got that. And this is going to prayer life. This is even going to be having a little pretty baby. He's going to wrap it around tight like a sheet blanket. This is your prayer life. Okay, Mr. Strongman. Uh, 
uh, which will pay for two teams playing. And you got to see that yellow play once a year, your radar says. And so, oh, by the way, uh, it's a Super Bowl Sunday. So we're going to have to miss, we're going to have to miss all of that. You won't be praying on that day either. So there's Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, I'm sorry, but uh, your, your toes hurt. You can't go to church with a toe hurt. So, uh, Oh, by the way, you're not going to be praying about your toe either. So, uh, uh, all right. Well, I haven't made it a month of Sundays yet. Let's go ahead and go ahead and get to the report. Uh, uh, you just don't want to go. Because you know what? We ain't been praying for a whole month now. It don't matter. So let me, oh, excuse me, sir. Can I come to your house? Uh, I'm a, just a thief. So I'm going to steal your marriage. I'm going to steal your kids. I'm going to steal uh, your blessings because you you're not obeying God. You're not going to the house of God, so you're not giving to the house of God. You're not even praying about it. So, uh, oh, the Seahawks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> got some They're out of it already. Seahawks. <laughs> <laughs> Now, does 
show a little bit of skin, but it's okay. It'll be all right. It, it won't, you know, you have no love for wife. And uh, so, come on, go ahead and put it on that channel. Oh, here's the computer, sir. Go ahead and push the buttons, and nobody knows what you're watching. You're home alone. But my neighbor cut down that tree I locked and gave me shade. Though it was on their property, I hate them and I'm gonna get back at them. I'm gonna go out there tonight and I'm gonna tear down their fence. <laughs> You're justifying your anger to go do wrong to your neighbor. <coughs> Amen? Amen. Come on. But you'll have ill feelings to your neighbor. The one that God has called you to go witness to, love won't be there for. Now you met him on the tree stand. Or they park near your driveway. <laughs> You've been wanting to talk to them forever, and all at once they're getting closer. You can walk out there to the end of the driveway. You don't have to walk a half a mile down the road, go to their house, and now you get a witness to them why they went after the car, but no, you're mad because their car's too close to your house. <laughs> Well, there goes those toes again. Mm How -hmm. you doing, sir? <coughs> Pretty nice show, isn't it? Hmm? What you doing on that computer about? Oh, I see you got him now. <laughs> all once you hear the car driving up to the driveway, your wife and kids, and all once what you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> Facebook and the cell phone. In your hand, your wife. Trying to get you back to church and cook you a good supper. So have both of them. They don't even know this is what happened. This is all
irmão. trying to love me, but because he hasn't been framed, he hasn't been given, he hasn't been shunning the things of this world away in the compromise, justify the compromise. Now we don't even go to the house of God. And this is what Jesus said. A thief can't enter a strong man's house and spoil his good unless he first binds so what do you do now for him? You do what? Pray. How do you pray? Okay. You tell God what he's going through. Yeah. How he's acting. Yeah. They're just playing this out. They're already feeling this don't feel good. Come on. This is just a skip. Folks, this is life. Yeah. Yeah. The mamas don't pray with their children. The fathers don't pray with their wives and their children. It's because we love them.
How many of you sitting here? You got a couple of those threads of imprisonment beginning. But my friends won't like me. I'm not your friends. A friend loves at all times. That's right. Come on, bro. I won't fit in at work. That's why you're a leader, not a follower. I won't have anybody to hang out with. The chain breaker you do. Yeah, I am. Come on, his name is Jesus. Yeah, I am. Can I share something with you that maybe you didn't know? There's times the bishop loves to be alone.
said, if one can chase a thousand and two ten thousand, how many more of the evil spirits of hell that's trying to attack a church body and your family can we chase off by coming together in unity? What are you under the influence of? Well, the church ain't the way I want it. You're under the influence. Right. Right? You're under the Yeah. You can't see the goodness of God. Well, I don't know if I, I can go to that church. They just don't have this for me. Well, maybe you're the one that God's been wanting to bring it for me. You ever thought of that? I sure wish we had more room. More room. Well, we grow enough, we'll have enough to. Get to a larger place. Amen. Amen. We had an altar time. God was hitting me.